Hey everybody, welcome to the 73rd episode of Bob Sochercast. I'm your host Tim Early. I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Hello everybody, hello. This is the first ever uh, remote episode because everyone has coronavirus and they're dying. All People right. drop like flies, let me tell you folks. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, this is quite um, the uh, quite the setup, I must say. I've never... It really um, is. He's not first, lying, fucks. First remote uh, podcast that we've ever done. Right. And I wish we did a test like earlier so that I can really... Well, first off, I'm, I'm using Steve Bastek from Plus One Player... Uh, his microphone, his oh, hand me down. Little, little shout out to Steve. That's Thanks, exactly Steve, right. Help. And I, I didn't Great, use really his uh, his alias Bud, uh, by which we've come to know. Uh, but that is absolutely correct. Yeah, it's pretty great. I've got my microphone propped up on George McDonald Fraser's The Steel Bonnets because it was the thickest hardcover. Uh, book I could find to give uh, you know more of a mouth height for the microphone so that I don't have to arch my back because you know Jesus. in the world we live in nowadays uh, you know who needs any extra problems am I right? <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely right, folks. That's fantastic. Oh God. Damn, not that I want to spend a lot of time on it, because who wants to hear any more about it, but coronavirus, geez, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think this thing's pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, me too. Give it another week, I'll start to think that, maybe. Yeah, Just... you know, the thing about the coronavirus, so to from my perspective so far, and I get that this is, you know, there's, I, I understand there's people out there that are, uh, you know, laid off and don't know what to do, and they're stuck in the house with the kids and stuff, but from my perspective, it hasn't been that bad quite yet. Um, right, right. My biggest inconvenience is the no restaurant thing, because that's like my thing. I'm a four night a week restaurant type of guy. If you know right. What I mean. So, what would you say is the best thing that's come come of all this from for you personally? For me personally, um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few things. Can, do I okay. have to relegate it to just one, or can I drone on? No, a little bit here? you can do a, f- a few things. Is great. Yeah, it has. It's had a multi-pronged uh, benefit for me. Okay, um, that's so fine. one, there's the sleeping thing. Uh, I can sleep in now until like eight forty-five. I don't really have to even get out of bed until nine if I don't want to. Okay. Um, there's also the uh, lack of expectation that's been set by my employers. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's been very nice. Um, And then um, I'm actually getting to read a lot of the books that I have had collecting dust for a bit um, because, you know, I just haven't had time, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) That's fantastic, folks. The only... uh, So the upside and the downside are one in the same. Uh, So... It's the I'm drinking every day now, starting at four o'clock, and that's not an exaggeration. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so it's great because when I am approaching three uh, thirty, I yeah. usually go downstairs. Uh, Karen works in the kitchen; that she has her stuff set up in there. Um, oh, okay. Yep. I thought she became a at-home chef. Uh, gotcha, though. Gotcha. No, no. She actually, um, well, she does work at a mental institution uh, in the kitchen, though. She serves soup to nuts. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that was just a little little uh, gab for the folks at home. Uh, but no, so what <laughs> usually happens is I mosey on down around 4 o'clock. Uh, I usually come up with a reason to be down there. Uh, okay. To throw her off the scent. 
because I don't want her to think that she's dating a real loser, you know. So I go down there. Um, I just have like a kind of quick like, oh, how's it going down here? And then I go for uh, a bag of open chips, right? But that's yep. the chips are merely a prop to make it look like that's the reason I'm in the kitchen. So I open up the bag of chips um, yep. very loud. So if you need to throw someone off the scent, go for chips because they know what you're doing the minute you start doing it. They hear the the crinkling of the packaging. They hear the crunching of the potato and they go, oh, he's down here getting chips. You right. know, they don't even need to be looking at you to know this is happening, which is fantastic. Exactly. They go, you know, an innocent enough activity for a Monday afternoon at 3.30. Right. So nothing to see here uh, yep. is, is what they're thinking. So uh, <laughs> Karen will then not avert her gaze uh, from her monitors. She'll continue typing. Just whoa, thinking, whoa, whoa. Monitor with an S? Monitor is multiple? She has the dual set up downstairs, yes. Jesus, that's something. And that's usually, you know, my style like most Americans. But, you know, given the work at home, you know, adaption, uh, I just went with the, the mono monitor. Right. Um, and I kind of right. use my uh, laptop as kind of a, a pseudo second monitor. Right. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, so she, you know, she's responding to emails. Um, you know, her boyfriend, just classic typical everyday 3.30 ritual since quarantine, he comes down here for chips, which he doesn't know, is I open the fridge and I grab a beer from the fridge. Sometimes two, if they're cans. Um, Oh, my God. Because the cans are are more quiet. Like, if if I try to grab two bottles, they may clink. Next thing you know, it undoes the whole cover-up of the chips. Yeah, Um, the cover's blown. Exactly, and and what we learned from Nixon is it's it's not actually the crime; it's the cover up. That's what kills you. Um, so, That's a good point. So in this Nixonian paranoia, I, I only do two if I grab cans. Um, so, anyways, I grab uh, two cans, um, and then oh, here's the thing: you're not home free yet. The fridge closes. I've got two. I grab them with the bag of chips shielding them from her sight. Oh, so I'm holding okay. the bag of chips in the same hand. I'm holding the can of beer, but so now I would imagine that she's sitting at the kitchen table with her back to the fridge. Is this correct? Her profile's to the fridge, so the fridge is at her nine o'clock. Oh wow! So okay. it is. It is a risky move. It is. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, so that's where the chips come in handy. So the chips are loud. The crinkle lets her know it's just chips, nothing to see here. Um, and then they are draped over the can of beer. So I'm able to go downstairs, open the fridge, grab out a beer directly in front of her, and she's none the wiser. I can walk upstairs, and all she thinks is I came downstairs to grab a bag of Utz Classics. And then what she doesn't know is that within seconds, mere seconds, I'm upstairs guzzling alcohol. <laughs> so... And- she so I've knows mastered that, that. You're going into the fridge, but she doesn't necessarily know what you're getting. Is that correct? That's exactly or? right. Because the thing, the thing that the 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 American trope, the archetype of the American male, is that we look into the fridge aimlessly. Sometimes, sometimes it's like looking out a window. You open the fridge, you glance, and it's not uncommon to just shut the fridge um, without having any food uh, being pulled from it. So it's 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 basically in step with. 
with uh, the the stereotypical uh, guy in the house just opening the fridge, taking a look, and then just shutting it without without getting anything from it. Oh, so even that okay. still doesn't um, raise any suspicion. So right. that's kind of what I've been able to do. I'd love to get a mini fridge and hide it under the bed and stock that oh. up, so I can just I don't have to go through this whole charade. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's my main thing is I I've been drinking. Um, a little bit, you know, right around the time high school would normally be uh, dismissed is around the time I crack open my first beer. Okay. Seems like a pretty good time. What about you? What what have you found either uh, both uh, beneficial and mal-beneficial about this whole thing? Um, well, okay, so let's start with beneficial. Uh, definitely just the amount of, of free time that you find on your hands. Yes. Uh, it gives you this new ability to to try some things out um example baking bread for instance yes you've been doing a lot of bread baking which i've been doing quite a lot of bread bread i deeply admire yeah um i appreciate that and i've learned that it's quite a difficult thing to do yeah can you get can uh, without getting too scientific for the layman's um that listen um could you just yep. let us know like exactly what bread baking entails is it bread making or bread baking i don't want to be condescending um i bread baking bread okay yeah i think so okay um but usually you're just you're mixing some quantity of uh yeast water flour and salt Interesting. um and you usually don't want to put the salt in direct contact with the yeast or it will kill the yeast. Is that right? I did not know that. That is, that is correct. It's absolutely correct. Wow. Interesting. And um, then you kind of mix them together. You, there's a, a series of letting it rise or proof, as we say in the business. So the, pro- the, the, uh, the jargon proof is just the science term for bread rising. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's much. the chemistry of of what's happening when the bread's rising. Yeah, it's like the yeast feeding on the you know something in the stuff and something, and it makes bubbles, which thereby gotcha. lightens the loaf. Interesting, and I gotta say those are very good looking loaves. I know you've been a little bit self critical about the first one you did, but even that looked delectable. Yeah, I've been really trying to improve my bread baking. Now, have you ever made bread um, in pre-corona America? Was that something that you'd ever done? Never, never done it. Wow, that's amazing! And what what um, what you know sparked this uh, desire to use this time as a way of making bread? I guess I just don't know. I just uh, you you almost wonder, hey, what if what if um, what if this is it, man? What if this this is the big one and there's not going to be grocery stores anymore, right? Now I know how to make goddamn bread. I totally agree. I, I mean, totally I'm not agree. entirely sure how to make flour, um, so I guess I might be in trouble there eventually. But right, uh, you can't make everything from scratch, yeah. right? But it's you like might get a better d- deal bartering with someone for flour than a, a loaf of bread, right? Well, so, that's exactly right. I think that's the way to do it. It might be, you know, one fish for two bags of flour or you know like one fish for a half a loaf of bread so i'm I'm basically giving myself an advantage there yeah i mean you can't do anything i mean even in uh shithole communist societies you know one guy catches the fish the other guy makes the canoe you know what i mean like not everybody does everything you know you can't do it all that's right exactly correct exactly 
Um, <sighs> but yeah, so that's actually a, a big plus now that you've uh, not only have you acquired a skill, but you've acquired a skill where it's fruits that it bears can actually be enjoyed over a tasty meal. Right. And can be shared, you know. Right, it's exactly. A, it's a meal that can be shared. Uh, well, because you, you bake bread games. and then you can break bread with a friend. Right. You know? He's ab- absolutely correct, folks. But uh, the downside of all this bread baking is that I am, am now much fatter than I was pre corona. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't want to eat food prepped by someone that isn't slightly overweight. Like, I, I really don't think I want a chef with a flat stomach. Because how good could he actually be? So right. you're, any of the weight you've gained is a direct result of how irresistible the food you make is. Because right. you've, it's it's not a, you know, the, 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 the y-axis and the x-axis should always be in the same direction if you're making and eating food. You know what I mean? So your weight gain and your culinary competence should both increase. You really can't have one without the other. Well, actually, you you can have weight gain without the culinary competence, but that's a really good point. That's a fantastic fucking point, actually. Because that would suck if you were making bread all week, like we've been seeing on Instagram, and then you texted me that you're down like ten pounds. I would think, oh, his bread must be awful, right? Because I'm not eating it. Exactly. So I think it's actually good for the reputation of your bread baking skills that you actually get a little pudgy. Well, thank you. I I really appreciate that. And it's you know what's strange though is if you actually do gain a significant weight because uh, normally I'd see you every week so uh, it would be gradual in my eyes you know um, right but because I haven't seen you in a, about a month if you were to gain ten pounds I would have a a really solid visual effect on me so I'd say go for it thanks man because <laughs> there's nothing worse than wasted weight fluctuations if you fluctuate. In either direction, you want people to notice, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because definitely it's, true. It's almost kind of an insult if you gain 15 pounds and your closest friend doesn't recognize it because it almost tacitly implies that they've always viewed you as this fat person. Right. So you, you almost kind of want them to go, whoa, have you gained weight? Because then you, you go, go, oh, they're used to thinking I'm really fit. Right. As a matter of fact, I have. Thank you for noticing. Yes, exactly. I I don't find anything rude about it. In fact, I find it flattering. Because <laughs> hey, if I me, didn't notice you me. gained 20 pounds, what does that say about my previous opinion of you? Right, right. You know? Hey, just food, a, food for uh, thought. Do me a quick little favor, okay? Sure. Down at the at the bottom, the uh, the cog wheel that says user settings. In Discord? Yep. And then go to voice and video again. Yep. Now, of course, there's a two bars at the top, and then there's one long bar underneath. And so yes. it says automatically determine input sensitivity. Yes. Is that selected on or off? It's selected on. Okay, why don't you turn that off for me, and then have the little dragger thing, like, pretty much all the way to the left. All the way to the left? Yep. Uh, how's that? That's fantastic. So it went from yellow-green to just green. Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. All right, man. I'm glad we figured that out. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> so also, you know, talking about Instagram a little bit, something that I'm, you know, another pro of this whole Corona thing is it's given me time to chase 
other passions that I have. Yes. Um, th- one of which being my new game, How Much Does It Weigh? I, I was going to bring this up myself. I've, as someone that's on the ground level, I'm not at your stratif- stratified air of celebrity. Um, right. So for someone that's like, you know, in the orchestra pit, I can let you know personally that everybody's loving it. I, I'm glad you said that because I can feel it. I can feel the energy. I know. I've um, seen. I've seen it in your attitude. You're becoming a little bit more, more yeah. uh, cocky than you were people are, a week ago. People are losing their goddamn minds. To be honest. So um, have you been? Have you been? Um, you know, pardon, pardon my French, but sliding into your DMs. Oh my God! So many people. Yeah. So it's, you're basically an influencer at this right. point. It's safe to yeah. say. I'd say so. Because um, influencers kind of uh, is influence status when you actually have like a noticeable ripple effect on society as a whole, or is it just when like a lot of people are are just tuning in to to what you have to say? That's a really good question because I guess influencer could be an entirely self inflicted title. Well, uh, yeah, um, it usually is. Right, he's absolutely correct, folks. You know what I like um, about the how much is it weigh? Yeah, what's that? Is it's always the simplest ideas that right. that it, it hit home, you know, the most effectively. So whether it's you measuring two pens and a sharpie on a scale, or telling us what ridiculous uh, blanket outfit that is in vogue right now, it's right, just yep. there's something about it that just feels right. Yeah, and it's. I like that it's a level playing field because nobody in the U.S. has, for the most part, as, ever measured anything on uh, in grams. That's exactly so, right. Nobody really knows what the fuck a gram is. You know no. what I'm saying? So right. it just really levels the playing field, and you've got to. Bu- everyone's got to build those skills along with me. You know what I'm saying? The only thing people know about grams is that it's it's a very. Uh, you know, it's a metric used for very lightweight things, and that's about it. I don't have any right. like I I know what a pound is. I can feel it in my head what a right. pound is. Um, but a gram, you know, I just I feel like it's is a feather a, a gram or is it not even a gram? You know what I mean? And nobody knows. Well, I've heard that a ton of feathers weighs the same as a ton of bricks, so I'm not entirely sure on that. Oh yeah, you're right. They, a feather and a brick do weigh the same, actually. I, <laughs> I've heard that too. So. Right. Yeah, me too. I'm still working on trying to figure out how that is, but mm. whatever. That's that's for a different time. No, uh, you, you've really come out of when when the world goes back um, to what it once was, if that ever happens. Um, yeah, you're going to be um, richer, more successful, fatter and more competent at bread making than right. anybody that I personally know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my goal really after all this is to come out on top. Um, yes. No, I, I think that, I, that'll happen. I think you're on that trajectory. You're on that plane. I can totally see I'd like see to it. rise to the occasion, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that, see? That was see? great. And you know that's, what? It's pretty obvious. A, you don't even need any proof with me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See, these are just uh, after effects of success. As, exactly. This as is everyone just, can tell. Exactly. I'm like Bradley Cooper in uh, that in Limitless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's also in that movie uh, Burn. I think it's called, where he plays a chef. I haven't seen it though. I haven't seen that either. It was on Netflix. <sighs> I've been watching a lot watch of Netflix. That. 
Um, I've been watching. You know what? It's funny. I, I feel like my TV. Because I actually am still working the hours I'm supposed to work. Like, I'm still working a good nine hours a day. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, splayed out in a little bit more of a uh, palatable uh, window of time. Um, and obviously, I'm, I'm drunk by four, but I feel right. like I'm still at my desk working until well after 10 past six. You know, I'm right. burning the, um, the evening oil. Uh, but... I will say that I don't think my TV viewing has increased, which I can say happily because I have been actually reading. Oh, you know what I'm doing now is I'm I'm getting back into painting. Oh, this is interesting. Yes, which uh, I've always had a passion for. <laughs> Don't you hate when people say that? Like who <laughs> who gives a fuck what you always had a passion for? Like you'll see somebody that has a um, you know they're into botany, so they'll have this like landscape architecture business and they're like oh right. i've always had a passion for it it's like yeah dude no shit like nobody's lackluster about fucking flowers and just winds up a landscape architect you know what i mean right he's absolutely right folks uh, so i i just sorry i just hated myself so much when i just said that i had a passion for something i had to do a little self-correcting there um but yeah so i'm getting back into painting what have I painted, you ask? Nothing. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, Just I've... started. Okay. Which is when fine. You, when you say oh. I'm getting back into something, yeah. it impresses people just the same as if you say that you're already doing it. So, like, if I were to say, if I were at a cocktail party and uh, someone said, what have you been doing? And I said, I've been painting. They go, oh, no shit. That's that's." Great. Right. And I think, do they do do but that? It, guess what has the same effect? What have what? you been up to? Oh, I've been getting back into painting. So I'm, I still haven't painted anything, but it has the same effect, and I'm not lying. So if you ever want to sound interesting, think of something that sounds interesting and say you're getting back into it because it doesn't mean anything. I'm, oh. getting, back into, I'm getting back into poetry. Oh, wow, you write poetry? That's incredible. You don't really, but you're getting back into it. So there's no pressure. You know what I'm saying? That's Yeah, that's really something. I've never really thought of it that way. It's a little trick I learned. It's a little trick I learned. You can use it. God, God damn. Thank you. I'm getting back into violin. Oh, oh. I, I didn't know that you, you played. Oh, no. Well, I just was, you know, Amazon priming uh, violins online. Um, <laughs> and it has the same effect. Right, right. But anyways... Yeah, I've actually enjoyed this time so far. Um, I'm getting a little sick of it because I'm a, as you know, and and I think you would categorize yourself the same. Um, I am an avid uh, golfer, so the yes, the, the enjoyable sixty degrees sunny weather is really starting to drive me nuts that I can't just go play eighteen. Yeah, your boy's looking a stroke for sure. I'm looking a stroke. Yeah, damn right. Jesus. Ah, um, yeah, man. Also, I guess, uh, oh, quick little thought. Um, I'm going to no longer put ads, uh, for random, you know, anchor and shit like that in the episodes. The episodes oh, are going to be ad free. Um, so I, why? I, uh, why? So do you I shouldn't ask? expect did, my, did you ask why? I shouldn't expect um, my monthly quarter, uh, to be directly deposited into my account. 
Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we'll do no ads that everyone's trying to skip through all the time. Instead, what we'll do is is um, we'll just open it up to the listeners. If they want us to say something, um, you know, read something for their company or whatever the fuck, we'll do it. Just send us 20 Ooh, bucks I love episode, that. You know? So it's like, it's like our contribution to small businesses during this time. Right. Or if, like, one friend wants to, like... Or one listener wants to say a message to another listener, you can do that too. You know, just send us two bucks or something, and we'll read what you want to say. I love it. Um, I think it's a great idea. And honestly, you know? I feel like a lot of the people that we do know um, are have their own kind of business ventures. That, right. Um, ironically, everybody I know that is a anti-capitalist socialist has their own stupid endeavor that they're trying to make money off of online. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they realize true. that that only happens in capitalist societies. But um, I feel like given the amount of people that do that, I think that we would actually have a pretty good uh, constituency for people that want us to do ads for them. I like that idea. Right. It's very nice. It's very, uh, you know, every man kind of, you know, uh, I don't know the word, but it's nice. Right. Thank you. I, I thought long and hard about that. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know what were we even advertising. We were advertising cause I always skip the ads to be honest. Um, always advertising anchor. And then, uh, what was the other ones? Um, like <sighs> random shit. Uh, I don't even black something about a tux or some shit. I don't fucking remember. Oh dude. yeah, that's right. I did hear that one time, but mainly just like two ads for anchor, which is just so redundant and nobody wants to listen to them anyways. Uh, did, um, did Jack Donahue end up using your, um, your little, like plug that you cut for him? Uh, not yet. No. Um, which maybe is him passively aggressively telling me that he's never going to use it. I'm not totally sure about that. Mm, could be. He strikes me um, as a big. Is he a big TikTok guy? I know he likes to do like the uh, the tr- the dances that are trending and stuff on Instagram. I feel like he's a big TikTok guy. Yes, he is big into the TikToks now. Gotcha. Um, How's his donut tasting abilities been with, uh, cause the donut shops themselves are still open, but he probably can't really do the, the interview part, right? Well, so now he's, he's switched gears a little bit. Uh, he goes to towns and reviews their bridges. And Is that rates, right? Yeah. He'll rate the bridge, the bridge like a B plus or whatever. So that's, that's what he's great. doing for now. You know, we're, so we all got to make changes, you know? So he's going after civil engineers now. That's correct. Yeah, love it, dude. Instead of donut engineers, I would love to know how he rates the the bridge. Like, is it on the actual quality of the the infrastructure itself, the or like the quality of pavement on the bridge itself? Or I should probably just tune in and find out for myself, don't you think? Rather than waste everybody's time wondering yeah. my stupid thoughts on this podcast. I'd say that's probably all. Yeah, we'll do that. Nice. Yep. Uh, man, this hum in the background is really annoying, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, man, it's okay. Have you been doing a lot of Zooms with people? We should do one oh, with Cooch. Yeah, I have been. Um, my first time ever, actually, I think. Wow, dude. I, yeah. I actually, I hate to admit it, but I actually kind of like Zoom. Do you really? Well, the Google Hangouts does this. There's probably a setting to fix this. This is an annoying thing where whichever idiot in the group is talking, they take up the entire screen because it's it's uh, it's mic sensitive. So like if I'm in a group with five people and somebody coughs, 
their stupid head will take up my whole screen until somebody else makes a noise. Whereas right. Zoom, Zoom, I get the full Brady Bunch, uh, you know, CNN talking head thing where I can just see everybody at once, and I like that. Well, so it's an option in Zoom. Is it? It's not an option anywhere in the other shit. Maybe it's just that the default has <laughs> been set. Maybe the default on Google Hangouts is just what I need to change. Right, right. I don't know, but it's been kind of nice. I mean, I I still visit some people. I visited my dad today. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I really I haven't really missed anybody. Have you? Because uh, I feel no. like you can still meet up for a nice coffee and a cigarette. You know? Oh, dude. Speaking of fucking coffee, I drank way too much fucking coffee today. No such thing, but do tell. Uh, so. There's this like new like fad um, where people are whipping instant coffee into like a thick, you know, foam basically. Oh, so Uh, that the fad is specifically instant coffee. Yeah, because I don't think it works with regular coffee, unfortunately, which I would just prefer. Um, But so Jess made it for me once with like Maxwell House, which of course, as you know, is like not a high quality coffee. So was Um, the Maxwell House one today, or was that Laird Hamilton? Today I did Laird Hamilton. But it was, which is a much higher quality, but it yes. wasn't whipping like the Maxwell House. Um, right. So I basically tried it like four different times, thinking maybe I'm, I got to tweak the recipe here. Um, and of course, drank it every single time I, was, I fucked it up. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I can see how you get a little wired from that. Yeah. So when I was trying to set up all this podcast shit, I was basically like pacing the room, pulling my fucking hair out. And Jess was like, Jesus, can you come the fuck down? I was like, I can't. I literally fucking can't. That's the problem with any sort of stimulant. Like, there's no, there's there's no coming down. You just gotta ride it out. I mean, you can chug water, but other than that, you really just gotta wait for the wired, awful feeling to go away. Right, right. Most of the things that end in "een," nicotine mm. or caffeine, they uh, they're both the two that I can think of. That's exactly right. Yeah, <sighs> methamphetamine, anything with an "een." Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, but this whole uh, Corona thing has also given me free time to have that old pesky uh, uh, fourth testicle of mine removed. Oh yeah, um, we didn't even talk about. Uh, yeah, so the, I'm uh, down to the normal three now, which is great. Yeah, I'm glad that you're you're, you're down to three because one extra is fine. Two is too much. Let's be honest. What What do you mean one extra? Wait, I mean, how many do you have? Having three balls, you so most people have two. Oh wait, you're kidding. No, no, you've always had a few extras, but now you're only plus one. Oh, okay, I see. I gotcha. So to you you're down one, but to the rest of, of the male population, you're you're still up one. Wow, man, I appreciate that male population. I really do. Yeah, man. So if you could, um, how is post not removal life? Oh, dude, it's it's fantastic. So um, they put me on uh, oxys, and yes. I I didn't shit for maybe six days. Yeah. So you um, said that the uh, so you were like you you took how many days did you do oxys for? I did oxys for I think seven days. Okay. So you and you agreed that for the most part that that was a fair prescription because the pain was excruciating without. Oh, that. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then after seven days of taking the doctor recommended amount of oxys, you had like a Ray Charles withdrawal period, uh, going yeah. through detox. 
definitely wasn't uh, Ray Charles or Johnny Cash caliber. Um, but I definitely wanted to just crawl into a hole and die a little bit. But yeah. And how long that, did that that did the withdrawals go on for? That was like a forty-eight hour thing. Um, Dude, that's a long time to feel like absolute shit. Yeah, and it's a weird thing because I would imagine if you actually did opiates for like two or three weeks and then stopped, it would be far fucking worse than what I went through. Um, but I how much would just, it like? Do you think how bad was it? Like, if you knew, say, say there was a dude um, renting the upstairs at the beach house, yeah, and, yeah. and you knew he sold oxies when you were going yeah. through your withdrawals. Do you think you would have just walked up the stairs and been like, just give me one of these so I can make it go away? Well, the thing is, is that I, I anticipated it being shitty. Um, oh, so you saved a little? I saved a couple. And <clears throat> I, I still have one left. So that says to me. So you have I'm, willpower. I'm a, I have willpower. Exactly. That's correct, folks. Nice, dude. But I also don't want to belittle the fact that uh, it's... Because it's you like feel like shit, and you're like, well, if I just took that, I would feel better. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's the main. That's the main reason why it's so hard to get off. Is like it's like having the flu and knowing that if you took a pill, you would just feel back to normal. It's almost right. impossible to resist that. So basically, what I'm saying is, you did the impossible. Well, I don't want to give myself that much credit. Um, I don't know. I just, I, it was a very, very watered down version of withdrawals because I don't want to say that I've experienced like true opiate withdrawals. You know what I mean? Cause so, yeah. So one thing I know, I noticed, um, and, um, it's probably something that maybe not that many people do other than me, but when I'm watching TV, um, especially if I'm in pajamas, Ooh, jammies? Yeah. If I'm watching TV, for whatever reason, my hand's down my pants, and I'm funneling my nuts. Like, if I'm watching a movie... Of course. I'm just doing that. Was that, was that one of your main concerns? Like, like what am I going to fondle? Is it going to be different when I'm watching TV from now on? Or was right. that... Because um, that would probably so be I- top three concerns for me. So that's actually a good point. But the one that I had taken out um, was just so little and just such a little, you know, bitch of a testicle. So it never got your attention anyway. No, yeah. It, 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 you barely noticed it was there. You gotcha. Know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. so that doesn't really change too much. It actually gives me more free fingers to do shit with, I guess, if anything. Yeah, because I, I actually... I put myself in your sack and I was thinking the same thing and it actually may even be more tactilely satisfying um, if you just got more bag to work with. So I feel like, I feel like that, that makes sense. It's almost a blessing if anything. Right. Basically there's more room for the, for the, uh, the rest of the boys as they say in the business. Right. Right. And to be honest, I mean, of all the expendable body parts, a testicle has got to be, if you, if you were going to lose one, if someone had a gun to your head and say, we're going to remove a part from your body. The first thing I would go with would be testicle. Oh, that's a really good point. Because it, it really is the most... I mean, nobody wants to lose a body part. But if you're thinking of, like, what am I going to miss the least? It right. would have you've to be... A, you've got two more. You know what I mean? 
Right, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. One more. One right. more. Yeah, yeah. You have two more, but most of us just have one more. But right. even that wouldn't be that bad. Like, I mean, I. Because you think, like, oh, I'll just lose. Why don't you take off, like, a pinky toe? That's not doing anything. But that's going to throw off your balance. Your equilibrium may be out of whack. You know, you can't go running. Yeah, um, valid. And you can see it. No one sees your balls. I don't. I, right. think the, I honestly think I'm the only person that's really ever taken a look at my balls. Right. That's true. So um, I got to say, I'm, I mean, I know you went through a lot. The surgery sucked. The recovery sucked. The withdrawals from the medication to cope with the surgery sucked. But, you know, it's 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 the one it's the one item that I would pick to lose. If that right. makes, does that make you feel better knowing that? I agree. It makes that, me feel honestly fantastic, folks. All right, cool. You know, it's like, yeah, like you don't need a kidney necessarily. And yeah, you can't see that the kidney's gone, but that's got way more complications. Right, right. Yeah. Nuts, who needs him, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's absolutely right. Jesus. But no, I mean, and you get some serious street cred. Like, so are you, I don't know how conclusive the biopsy was, but like, can you actually walk around saying you're a cancer survivor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Yeah, so you got that going for you. You got a lot going for you out of this. Honestly, I think you got more out of this than you would if, if you didn't have any of this. Now I can actually wear one, like I can wear a shirt or like put one of those bumper stickers on my car that says cancer sucks and I'm not like a poser. You know what I mean? Dude, that's exactly right. You can, you can do that. I mean, and actually the one thing that I'm like very pumped about is, um, a lot of the times like the, uh, you know, the testicular cancer, uh, big testy as they say, um, they like to put on no shave November where you just have like a mustache Movember essentially. That's exactly um, right. So now every November I can guilt free have a mustache and anyone who questions it is now the asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so you can guilt free grow mustache and not feel like you're a slave to big testy. You can actually right. do it out of genuine like camaraderie with your fellow testicular cancer survivors right and then if someone's like dude that fucking that fucking mustache is hideous what the what the fuck is wrong with you i'll be like oh you got a problem with cancer bro you think right. cancer's a joke and then they're like wait, wait, wait what, what dude what you know what i mean exactly you can be that so, guy you can say dude I can, th- thanks to cancer I, can, I only have two balls right yeah so i can basically pull that card out now at any time if someone's you know making me feel down dude yeah so. that's a lot of street cred and victimhood cred that you got out of this and i mean and and we're living in a society too where being the victim is like cool now yeah oh yeah oh god that's actually part of uh the stand-up routine i've been planning for uh uh the bob beal stand-up dude yeah you've got great material now yeah i do it's fantastic cancer survivor fucking uh you you beat oxies like you're you can actually oh. say that you're like an opiate survivor right i mean dude if you were like gay black and retarded you could run for political office and everyone would just vote for you well i'm working on i'm working on that we'll see yeah um, i mean there's some there's only some things you can't control but um oh man i didn't actually think about the bright side of your situation Right. There's a lot you, of them. Yeah, you yeah. now have that life experience that like most lame people like me only read about. 
or you right. meet someone at a party that's like, I had cancer, then I got hooked on oxys, and I beat both. <laughs> and you can be like, fuck, this guy's real. Now you're but, that guy. It makes right. me feel totally inadequate. Well, all joking aside, though, um, my brief, uh, not serious stint of taking oxys really makes you appreciate somebody who's taken them for much longer, how hard it is to not take them anymore, because like the last thing you want to do is stop taking them. Oh yeah, dude. I no, I because uh, obviously I want we won't name names, but you and I know uh, people that were in that boat for like taking them for years, right? And, and of course, the longer you do it, the way worse it gets. So I barely even got a taste of how bad it gets. So oh yeah, dude, and it's so bad. Like, uh, like quitting cigarettes or something. It's like yeah, that's just like inconvenience. Like I don't, I don't get cold sweats and start hallucinating when I'm quitting smoking. Right. Thank God I didn't start hallucinating. But uh, yeah, there was didn't... one point where I was feeling the ground and it felt like there was water and then I felt like a metal a metal tub, but then I woke up. So This is, this is why uh, I love you because I literally was about to crack that exact same <laughs> joke about feeling from your bed and hitting the floor and feeling a puddle and uh, your drowned brother's body just staring at you. But you beat right. me to it. <laughs> That was great. Which is also another great point. I've got my brother beat on uh, testicles. So my my whole life, he was the older brother telling me, you know, I'm better than you and shit. And now, hey, who's the joke on now, Mr. Mr. No Balls? You know what I'm saying? Dude, that's exactly right. Like, if if the hierarchy of the Middle Ages was still enforced, you would be the you'd have the upper hand. You'd have the upper ball. Right. So I think I've been trying to keep track my whole life. Um, of how many balls think, your family members have? Well, no. How many street credits I have? I think I'm up to like six or seven street credits. Oh, yeah. That's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I'd say the ball alone is worth three street credits. And then the oxy recovery is worth at least two. So I'd say, yeah, you're at five or six. And Let's then call I won six. like a game of hopscotch when I, or hop, hopscotch. Is that what the fuck it's called? Hopscotch. I think right? so. Um, in like fourth grade, and that was one of the street credits. How do you even, pl- you know, what, how do you even play hopscotch? Because I, I always see the boxes with the numbers in them, but it's I don't even some- get how you, how the game's played. It was like something involving throwing a rock at the number. I don't fucking remember, dude. It, game sucks. I can tell you that much. There's a lot of cliche childhood games that I know exactly what they are, but never participated in, and I feel like. There's this whole Norman Rockwellian American childhood that I had but didn't have at the same time. Like, right. I do not know how to play hopscotch. I just don't. Well, dude, speaking of things that suck ass, um, all this free time has has given given me the ability to really dive into the Disney Plus, uh, you know, walk down memory lane. Disney Plus is awesome. Yeah, Um, the the Zoog originals are the best. And have been watching some some older things. So, like, for example, I watched Brink because I, I used to love that fucking movie. Me too. I, I watched Brink uh, last week. And it still stands up, in my opinion. I think it does, um, too. The only thing that doesn't stand up is I was immediately hit with the cheesy title graphics of the movie. Oh, so bad. Awful. But other than that, I think, I think it still holds up. Um, but one thing that does not hold up at all... Uh, is Good Burger. 
Oh, I haven't re- I haven't seen Good Burger recently. Dude, I used to be obsessed with that fucking movie. I did, yeah, if, I did too. Just tr- even try, try to rewatch it, dude. You want to blow brutal? your fucking brains out. Uh, it is so cheesy, and the acting is so goddamn terrible. Who's worse, Keenan or Kel, looking back? Uh, they're both really bad, but definitely Kel. Yeah, he's over the top. Oh, how sexy is uh, Carmen Electra in that movie, though? When she Honestly, plays Roxanne, didn't even didn't even make it that far. Oh, really? After twenty minutes, we were like, "You want to just stop watching this?" What about um, how was Sinbad's performance in hindsight when uh, <laughs> his car is totaled? Honestly, pretty pretty fucking good. You know the funny? I love Sinbad. I, I tell you, I was I was in an elevator with Sinbad when I was in California. Jesus, I think he did. But he's, uh, he's dude. He's huge. Uh, I love Sinbad, but he, he, the the funniest part about uh, Good Burger is like he's supposed to be a, a teacher, so they just put like a sweater and glasses on him, and like yeah. that's how they thought to like convey to the audience that he's supposed to be a teacher. <laughs> right. But he's just Sinbad, a teacher with an incredible fro. Yeah, and like I love how if if you actually have car insurance, your car being totaled really shouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. But I forget the premise. Maybe, oh, maybe it was like Keenan didn't want to tell his parents or something. That's why he was trying to work at Good Burger. Yeah, so I didn't quite get all the way there, but it's they did a lot of fucking <laughs> like foreshadowing. Because um, all the kid does is talk about how he's going to do absolutely nothing all summer but hang the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. No, their premise definitely is pretty lame. I'll have to rewatch and, that one. Do, do you find, too, that... Um, all the Disney movies that I watched, because I watched um, I watched Brink and I watched Johnny Tsunami, oh. um, and I find that I fully agree with the fathers in these movies. So when I was a kid, the father was the villain. Like the father was like the guy that was like the asshole that me as an audience member like rooted against. But now I watch these movies, and the I think the dads are totally right like right so i don't know how long ago your last viewing of johnny tsunami was but basically they live in hawaii at the beginning and the grandfather is this like really legendary surfer but he's a beach bum like this guy's a loser and so then the father johnny tsunami's dad gets like a really high paying it job at some super uppity private school in vermont so of course so obviously moving sucks right but whatever so they fucking take johnny up there and he's all mopey and shit and then he goes to this high school and the biggest concern is whether you're gonna snowboard or ski right after school it's like in the fucking it's the most privileged situation a kid could find himself in like the the two next to horseback riding like the two most expensive things that you could possibly do are skiing and snowboarding and this kid can literally he he goes to school in like a mountain he can just do this and then uh and then he just he goes to he secretly goes behind his dad's back and goes to hawaii and he's hanging out with the grandfather and the dad's furious and like even the mother is telling the dad to calm down and now that i'm you know, above the age of 20, I'm like, wow, this, yeah, I would beat this kid too. Right. I love how these, these kids are always going behind their parents' backs and doing like crazy shit. Like Brink somehow is hot. It's supposed to hide the fact that he's now riding for 
a sponsored like team. Yeah, yeah. How like how would that even work out? You can't drive. How the fuck do you get? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know it's why Brink crazy. decided to live that double life and think that he could pull it off. It makes no sense. And there were right. so many, there's so many close calls in that movie where the idiot. Uh, friends, on the, what do they call themselves? Not not pub and suds, but like what do they? Uh, soul skaters. Yeah, like the soul skating team. Um, somehow is like they don't even notice. Like, wouldn't it's so obvious if he's not around that he's playing for fucking X blades? Right, fucking bastards. Oh, and I love how corny it is when they uh, when they do the race at the school. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the first day of school, and they Gotta get settle sus- that beef, and Brink gets suspended for skating. Right, <laughs> like I'm sure they would. Like I feel like a Saturday detention would suffice. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just so ridiculous. But I do love Brink, and what's right. his name? I forget the star of Brink, but I like that kid. But um, yeah, good. No, shit. but it's so funny with the. Uh, you know what's funny? I noticed that the Disney movies, in Disney Pixar movies, uh, the the one of the parents is always dead. But Zoog Disney movies, they they always have both parents and they're still married. In Disney, in Disney movies, one of the parents is either dead or they're alive but divorced. There's right. never, there's never ever ever a Disney movie where the parents are still together. And well, they do a good job uh, making sure that they they portray the the friend group of all of them having different f- relationships with their parents, so that you can relate to at least one of them. Yes, that's exactly what they do because they don't want to alienate any kids that have like a you know a different childhood than the, than the the status quo. So they're, right. that's what they're doing. Uh, right. But Zug, but Zug Disney, they just have nope they. They live in the suburbs. Both parents are alive, successful, and married. And um, it's almost become uh, it's almost become a uh, a niche market where uh, you watch a kids movie where both the parents are alive and still married. Yeah, I've noticed it's definitely becoming passe to have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two now parents it's that are now it's married. like a shocker. Like, what the fuck? This kid has right. both of his parents alive in this Disney movie. Oh, what a loser, dude! He has fucking a good home life, dude. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, man. But uh, Lord. Brink's great. I agree. Brink still holds up. I still want to see Miracle on Lane Two. That was always one Ooh. of my favorites, and it's with the it's with the soul skater, that beta male that's obsessed with Brink in the movie. He plays Frankie Muniz's brother. Ah, uh, yes. Wait, are you thinking of Just in Time? <laughs> Is that his name? Oh, yeah, that's the same movie. Oh, okay, that, gotcha. That's what that's what he names his boxcar or soap, but whatever right. you call whatever you call those things. Which is very clever because his name is Justin, right? Yes, exactly. Good Lord. And it's a race, so it's not just a play on words. It actually is relevant to like t- the time of the race right. as well. It's just yeah. in time, bitch. Exactly. Like he got to the finish line just in time. It's right. perfect. Right, really right, perfect. right. Yeah, man, I love the Zoo Disney movies. Disney Plus has been huge. I watched Call of the Wild the other day. Jesus Christ, dude. With Harrison oh, Ford. Oh, motherfuck, man. Tiger King? What's up? Dude, you know what I love about Tiger King? What's that? So, they filmed that over, like, five years, right? So, yeah. if you're Carol Baskins, you're thinking 
this is going to be great. Like, this oh, is yeah. this is illuminating the good work I'm doing because like the first two or three episodes, she's the heroine of the documentary. Like Joe Exotic. Whoa, whoa! Don't do- even say heroin around me anymore, bro. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to trigger you. It's um, all right. She's she's the shero. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. I almost peed. She's the female uh, protagonist, and so Joe Exotic. Doc Antle. Oh, a little pointless. That Cuban guy that's supposed to be like Tony Montana. They cut to him for like 10 minutes and then they just never cut back. The fucking drug lord. Because <laughs> um, they realized how uncharismatic that guy was. And we're just probably like, yeah, we'll just cut all his scenes. But um, no, but Carol Baskins is probably like, oh, this is this is great press for of the course. big cat, whatever the fuck. And then, but what she doesn't realize is it just, she ends up basically becoming a villain. Like now everyone, all that documentary did was just make the whole country think she killed her husband. Right. Including me. <laughs> right. I'm on that boat. Dude, what a I, fucking nut. The Dude, she used, she she does, used to be kind of sexy. Yeah, it used to be. Like 50 years ago. You can tell she's just she lying 12. about so much shit though. Oh, definitely, dude. First of all, you have to be a fucking nut. To be in this business anyways. I do think it's admirable to fight for the end of of the captivity of of these big cats. Because I, I, I do think it's... I'm not like a PETA guy by any means. I'm not even near that level uh, of animal right psychosis. But I, I do think it, there is something pretty disgusting about just keeping these things caged up. Um, but... You can tell... She, yeah, you can tell she's a fucking nut, dude. Like, you have to be... It's one thing to... F- Really, if if you really wanted to make a difference, you would basically just lobby the government uh, to to forcibly change the laws, which I know she's doing. But like, she's also still a crazy cat lady herself, right? Um, but I love how it's all in hopes that she will be the one that takes over the rest of the cats that are being held in captivity and take care of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The same dude. Thing. Um, but I love the uh, <clears throat> the whole thing where the cat like attacked. Uh, his shoes or whatever the cologne on the shoes yeah and she's like i mean if if you wanted a tiger to eat someone i don't know what you'd do maybe you'd put sardine oil all over them <laughs> yeah it's like okay clearly that's what you did but honestly would you would you really need to be that clever to trick a lion into killing somebody or a tiger like no i'm pretty sure if you just like shot someone in the head and put them in a tiger cage they would just eat the person Dude, I don't understand how this guy's got like a like over two hundred cats, and like not one has had the crazy brain thing where they just fucking <laughs> eat him. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. I guess he always has a pistol on him, so he's pretty much always protected. But um, I, you know what I inspired? So I painted this room upstairs. Oh, yep. On Saturday. So you painted a, a photograph. You painted a picture of the room. Oh, no. Sorry, I should have clarified. I painted the walls of the guest bedroom. Oh, okay. I thought you were back into painting. I guess I misunderstood the kind of painting. I got you. No, I did. I have a picture of the walls in the guest bedroom. I'm actually selling it on eBay right now. Ooh. How much? Um, uh, The bidding is going to start at 200 and we'll see where we wind up. I'm hoping it stays at least that high. But... um, (laughs) Uh, no, but I painted the upstairs guest bedroom, and there was furniture everywhere, and it wasn't the painting that was a pain. It was the maneuvering around with the wet roller and doing all that shit. Dude, I was furious. I was stressed out. I was so pissed off the whole time. I hated it. Absolutely furious. Had a full two-year-old 
temper tantrum because of how annoyed I was. And then I watched Tiger King, and this girl gets her arm ripped off by a ferocious tiger, and she is so calm and collected. It's amazing. And then I thought, wait, no, I'm actually the normal one. She's fucking crazy. But for a minute, I there really was something admirable about just her total indifference to a main functionary appendage just being ripped off by a ferocious cat. And Dude, I best. also love how they did her interview portion in like a fucking junkyard. Yeah. They're like, we're, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're just going to make sure everybody looks as white trash as possible. Right. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to just film this in this fucking dump. She's like, you guys want me to sit here in this room? They're like, no, why don't we go to the dump and uh, bring your chair with you? <laughs> Actually, you know, no, we'll grab a chair when we're there. Yeah, yeah. Is there a yeah? Is there a fucking recliner that someone you know discarded like three years ago that you can sit in? But um, <laughs> the, the funniest part too is when Joe Exotic, he's like, oh yeah, Doc Antle. He's like my um, he's like my mentor. And then it cuts to Doc Antle, who's definitely a creep, but like he seems like he knows what to do with his own money. And they're on his compound, and all of his wives have their own homes, and it's just like giant well manicured uh like palatial place and then it cuts to joe exotic and they're all in rat infested trailers eating two week old walmart meat and then <laughs> like it's like how is this because they're going oh yeah he can make uh you know he sells these tigers you know uh a four-month-old tiger i mean you can get like a hundred grand for that so they, they make it look like joe's got a ton of money and then you look at his living situation and they're just fucking absolutely disgusting. Like they'd make more money just working at the Walmart from which they stole the meats. <laughs> but, um, I also love too how, um, fucking, um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, I love how none of the husbands are actually gay. They're just addicted to meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Imagine, dude, imagine being addicted to anything to the point where you're banging and then marrying Joe Exotic as a straight guy. <laughs> like, what? If there's anything th that's worth that, no wonder people are fucking going nuts over that drug. If there's a drug that's so good that you're going to bang and marry Joe Exotic, man, that must that's be an incredible be a drug. drug. Yeah, dude. That has got to be. I think if you kidnapped. A person's child and you said we will give you back your child unharmed if you make out with this guy and then marry him and wait six months i think people would just say you know what i can have another kid don't worry about it <laughs> like i i and then meanwhile the only thing at stake for these guys is just free math and they're like yeah when's the ceremony yeah <laughs> fucking but, uh... nuts dude I love how that person gets their arm ripped off. All of a sudden, Joe Exotic is wearing a leather EMS jacket <laughs> yeah, out, of, yeah. out of fucking nowhere. And then I love he, that he has that. And then he uh, he runs into the uh, the, gift the gift shop, shop, which I'm assuming is after everybody has already gone through the fucking tiger shit. I think it is. Yeah, that's where they pick up the uh, like pictures and shit. Just nobody would ever do this running a business. He just runs in and goes, well, a girl just got her arm ripped off. So you guys want a refund? Or uh... yeah. He goes, yeah, I love that he did that. Hey, and man, like... maybe just let them leave like they were about to anyway. <laughs> yeah, then he goes, I'm, not, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> if, 
Like, he just shot himself in the foot. If he just said nothing, nobody would notice. And I love, too, how he's in an EMT jacket. Like, like the real ambulance is going to show up, and they're going to be like, oh, no, we're good. He's taking care of it. <laughs> Did I say EMS? What a fucking idiot. You turned uh, yeah. on sports? I mean, it all works, man. Nobody knows the actual Whatever. abbreviation. But, um, and I love, too, how she goes... Um, she goes, yeah, I was at the hospital. I remember signing a piece of paper with my hand. Uh, and then the doctor said, oh, you can either do two years of uh, physical therapy and reconstructive surgery, or we can just amputate it. And then she casually just goes, amputate it. Like, like it's it's not a big deal. Right. And then I, I love, too, when it cuts to her driving. And she doesn't even have a prosthetic. You just see the nub rest, like the stump resting on the bottom of the, of the wheel on the car. <laughs> like Fucking i'm sure she ridiculous. actually could have just maybe had like one more surgery and they're like oh this actually turned out way better your hand is fine now she's like thanks but just not even taking a chance on that oh man dude these people are so fucked man like even like like i really like tigers right like i think of all the wild animals out there tigers are probably the coolest i think but you know a half hour at a zoo looking at a tire tiger cage i'm like well, all right i've seen enough like the fact that these people are so enamored with these animals that they just are willing to have the shittiest life ever. Oh, and I love how, uh, I love, remember the girl that worked for Doc Antle? Um, and she gave her, she gave her interview on like the chair in her house. And she was talking about how there were cockroaches everywhere when she was making a sandwich. Yeah. And I love how she goes, um, (laughs) I love how she basically just tells the world that her dad's a fruit. Cause she goes, uh, when she goes, oh yeah, the last that when my dad dropped me off, my dad said, "Hey, don't fall in love with your boss." Like it implies <laughs> that he, like he, her dad looked at this douchey guy with a ponytail and a soul patch in a safari vest and was like, "Oh, he's desirable. I gotta warn my daughter." <laughs> like I'm sure you would go, "Oh man, this guy's really gonna seduce her." Man, he's sexy and his fun. Oh, the best part too is that every time. Uh, the continuity of facial hair is awful in this documentary. Like, Doc Antle will just have a soul patch, and then he'll be talking about Carol Baskins, and it will cut to a clip of Carol Baskins, and then as soon as it gets back to Doc Antle, he has, like, a full goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's hilarious. Tiger King's great, though, man. But I can understand, like, uh, I was talking to my mom, and she was like, I watched two episodes and just had enough. Um, and I think it's way too good to not... I want more. I want more. It, it is, but you can definitely see why these people repulse some people. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I what is it too with the the Midwest um, climate that just has all these zoos, like like Cincinnati, Missouri, and then like it's it's weird. I know the main zoos in in Tiger King are in Oklahoma and South Carolina, but. It's so weird that, like, the Cincinnati Zoo is, like, a big fucking spot. Like, wouldn't you think, like, I don't know, it just seems like a weird climate. Like, Florida makes sense to have zoos. Right. But, um, but yeah, man, Tiger King's fucking great, man. Can you imagine that filmmaker, how pumped he is about Corona? Other than this, the a shareholder in Zoom, if you're the director of Tiger King, I mean, this Corona thing has really made you better off than anybody else. Right. Oh, and how about the uh, that guy that just like hack butts, hacks butts all the time that filmed the original? Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, the guy that did the Joe Exotic TV thing. 
Dude, tell me that's not the best intro for a series ever when he's just like, uh, it's a crazy story and lights up a cigarette. Oh, dude, it's, it's like, the best. I was hooked on that guy immediately. Right. And I... And uh, yeah, and then and then uh, and he had like a pretty legit background too in journalism, uh, like or TV reporting. Um, yeah, that is the best intro because it's the classic, like, uh, sit down, kids. I'm going to tell you a story type right. feel. Like, yeah, really, he knows what he's doing. That guy. You really buckle up when you do that. And the thing I like about that guy is you can tell he like, you can tell he liked Joe Exotic, but at the same time knew that he was a fucking nut. Yeah. Like so he had a good blend of credibility. And he's just hacking butts. Right. Like. And he's got that that uh you can tell by the way he speaks that he's just been smoking two packs a day for like the past thirty years. Yes, he has that rasp. Yeah, and he's he got like, a good his, radio his voice. tongue doesn't fully work, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. He's got that lazy kind of southern mumble. Right, right. He's like Marlon Brando, but without the Can't, talent. Or the right, right. But yeah, I'll um, tell All right. Well, you know what? We're we're getting up there for time. Um Dude, this I is guess, great, man. We should just I know. Now we can actually remotely podcast. I mean, I'm gonna definitely do some things to enhance my uh home setup, but for a for an initial run, this is great. Yeah, not so bad, huh? We can probably do this like every goddamn day. <laughs> I know, dude. Honestly. Uh, I'll just have uh, to wait until uh, six to get drunk. Right. Which is fine. Um but yeah, let's uh, kindly remind everyone to follow Squick Squawk Sunshine on Instagram. Um, and as always, go to www.ericsterlandstorage.com. Um, also, you can email us at its.the.tims at gmail.com if uh, you have any you know, crazy shit that you want us to say and you want to pay us money to say it or whatever the fuck. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, yeah. For uh, how many grams does it weigh? If you want me to weigh something on my yes. Instagram story, you can either email it to us or DM me on Instagram or text me, whatever the fuck, and I'll uh, do it. Um, I love the... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a few suggestions, too. Okay. I don't think anyone can say that they requested something and I didn't do it. The only person that can say that is Kev, who... Uh, oh, no, not Kev. Cooch, who said he wanted me to weigh one sheet of toilet paper, which doesn't weigh any grams. So... Uh, That's the only reason that didn't make it, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so reach out I'm gonna, to us, I'm going to put some serious thought to this. Yeah, and if you want to sponsor the podcast for an episode, 20 bucks, let us know what you want us to say, and uh, Venmo us, or whatever the fuck. And also, thanks to Alex Sabo for always supporting the podcast. He just Venmos us money every once in a while. I love it. He's the best, dude. I love Alex. Um, all of our guests that we had scheduled are, of course, being pushed back to maybe once this shit's all over. Uh and then people who have home podcast setups, maybe we'll still have them on. But I can't think of one single person that has that, except for Steve Butt. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll play that by ear. Uh, anything you want to add, pal? Nah, man. You summed it up, buddy. I think we're good, man. We'll, uh, we'll be regularly podcasting henceforth. Sounds good. This is a giant cock. So, um, cool, man. Thanks for uh, tuning in, people. And um, we hope that the four-week hiatus didn't fuck you over too much. It's probably the least of their problems, but, you know, it's good to know that uh, for the people, for the folks at home, they can rest assured that we are back. We're back, baby. Well, well see you later. I'm so sure can.